Hello and welcome to the Mr. Rolling Podcast. My name's Jacob and as always I'm joined by JJ. JJ, how are you? I am radical, thank you. I'm officially COVID free, um, which that was one of the last times we recorded was just before the Leicester game and that's where I've actually caught it. But that's why it's been so long. We're back. I'm sorry to make it back myself so quickly. That was a bit sudden, wasn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, sorry, I mean, I suppose uh, we could dive, we could dive in and say, <laughs> firstly, apologies, we haven't done a podcast in a few weeks. You might not know, but JJ's had COVID. Yeah, well, um, you do he now. definitely didn't catch it at the Leicester game. Yeah, uh, because he definitely didn't catch it at the Leicester game. Um, I just, unless you're the only person on earth who had an incubation period of about thirty six minutes. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what? We've. Uh, I'll bring this up now. We've got a, a YouTube comment from a great username, Pets, Plants, and Fish Tanks. We said that our last episode had a bit of a haphazard schedule, and I don't think we've done a good job of <laughs> of making that any better already. I think I did make that a bit haphazard straight away. So there, uh, we apologise. Pets, pets, plants, and fish tanks. This is for you. Yeah, this, this, this. Uh, the next, however long, is going to be not haphazard at all. Anyway, Jacob, how are you? Sorry, I, I didn't ask. I, went I am. To talk do, I am. Gucci Mane on the runaway train. It's uh, it's not as cold as it has been. I'm in the workshop. I've got a, a fairly cool tin of Amstel beer. Um, I've got a spot on my face. It feels like it's uh, weighing me, weighing, weighing off me head down. But uh, yeah, there's only one place to start this. So I've JJ, seen pictures isn't of the spot. Yeah, let's start at the spot. I've seen pictures. There's only of one place. There's only one place. To the spot is. It's not the spot. The spot is nothing. The spot is not, no, there's only one place to start this. JJ, was it where I caught COVID? <laughs> No, it's the FA Cup fourth round. This is Leicester City at the world famous City Ground. That's the same thing. That's definitely where I caught COVID. So, so what we're we're going to do something a little bit different for this section. We when we went to the Leicester game, we went to the Legends Lounge, um, and we got suitably smashed. I think you you could say, Jacob, is that true? Um, I'd say I'd say I'd say slosh. Sloshed, okay. Sloshed. You so, might have got smashed afterwards, but I had to go home. So we got we got sloshed, and uh, we decided we'd do some voice notes um, whilst we were there. And this, we're going to listen back to them quite a few weeks later now. We're going to do a live react. So it might be a bit jarring, but future us, which I guess when you listen to it, it's still sort of past us, but this is going to get confusing. But we're going to be the more clearer <laughs> odds. And Lester... <laughs> the more, the more clearer. <laughs> and the Leicester that's like a really shit version of the Mr. Rons <laughs> yeah it's like the multiverse it's get, gonna get complicated oh I think, he always I has think, to bring it back to I think he always know, has to bring it back to DC doesn't he I hope you know when it's future is talking otherwise this is gonna be jarring but anyway let's give it a go we're gonna dive right in let's start here you go with two, two tears oh, you There you go. Nice and simple start. Uh, Pastors wasn't I mean, lying. We are the greatest team. We are the greatest team, and and that, your ears do not deceive you. We're in a we're in the Legends Lounge, but that is singing. Yeah. Uh, mainly mainly fueled by the fact that only two seats from us was a Leicester fan, who yeah. I'm happy to say got more shit than Stoke Bardoff. Nice. Yeah, he got a lot of shit. He made it quite known before kickoff that he was a Leicester fan. Yeah. Not sure he fully expected. And he wasn't a bad geezer. In fairness, he took it. He, he took, took it. it well. He, uh, he took we'll, it we'll like talk... his team did. <laughs> well, I guess we'll talk about it later on, but it, it got embarrassing for the youth. Anyway, let's play the first recording. We're currently in the uh, VIP section of the Trent End. Elise 
four fights ball it deep it's a bit rude uh, Jacob's currently interrupting Stan Collymore who's getting interviewed right now which is a bit rude but there you go keep your mouth shut it's like you were <laughs> so, so you've probably noticed the moving beep on, there. moving on quickly. <laughs> you've probably noticed the beat there. Don't know what happened in that recording, but yeah, it must have been technical difficulties. Give it anyway. Yeah. Uh, technical difficulties. Right. I think we resolved it in the next clip. Back to moving class. on. Sorry about that. Technical difficulties. I don't know. What technical difficulties. Don't know what happened. So, how, how are you feeling, JJ? What, what do you think? Uh, I think the four pounds are talking, and I think Forrest is going to batter him three-one. Easy, easy money. I'm going. I'm sticking with me two-one. Although I'm putting it out there, I would love to see penalties. Yeah, well, we paid a fortune for this ticket and don't have a table, so I'd like to get my money's worth and at least see some penalties. So yeah, I'll take penalties. Yeah, if we're being honest, this episode of the uh, Mitchell podcast is sponsored by Michelle Armstrong. Yeah, we'll get her prediction. We both paid for our ticket, so we'll get we'll get her prediction in the second. See what she says. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, so, Jacob, you made a point. We, 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 uh, this isn't the first time we listened to them. We did have a quick listen to this one. Jacob, you made a great point. And you said, how did we... Oh, he can't remember. How did we what? How, how did we both lowballers? Oh, yeah. How did we both lowballers? This is a fucking madness. Yeah. Well, I, I, remember, I distinctly remember... Despite being sloshed by the end of the night, I distinctly remember scoffing at you when you said three one. Yeah. I distinctly remember you. I may have called you a soft cunt. That that Whoa. may have happened. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, low boulders and <laughs> low boulders. That was the alcohol talking. That technically you, I, could have been impossible to happen. That we got three goals against Leicester and they only scored one. But here we go. I want. I, well, I I think we know somebody who didn't low boulders though, JJ. Well, that's a great cue for the next clip. So the next <laughs> clip is my mother. Uh, we asked, ooh, lovely little sound effect that, Jacob. Um, this next clip is my mother's uh, prediction. So let's see what she initially said. So, Michelle, what, what do you think the score will be? 3-1 Leicester. Fucking hell, can't publish that. On to the, the next one. Yeah, so absolute clown, really. Yeah. Uh, next one. Right, I'll ask you again. <laughs> what do you think the score will be, Michelle? Two-one Forest. That's better. That's better. And you know what? It was better. She was still wrong. Um, she low borders as well, which is mental. The fact that we made her do another <laughs> prediction and it's still low borders is crazy. Not even close. Not even close. Not uh, even close. Don't know what the next one is. I guess let's play it and then we'll talk about it after. <laughs> It's uh, we're currently in the, at the bar in the trend end, and it's three-one to Forest at half-time. JJ, my my voice is practically <coughs> practically oh. gone, but only shit. I'm gonna pause it there actually before we carry on. Mate, that was the moment I caught COVID. You can hear it. That was the exact, literally the exact second. <laughs> with a fucking with a throat as bad as your bladder. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Back back to past JJ and Jacob. What a fucking game. 3-1 uh, at half-time, good God. I'll pass it on to my mother, get her, her reaction. Mum, what are you saying? He said 3-0 Leicester earlier. It was a crap goal by Leicester. Oh, on the positives, come on. 4-2 uh, Forest now. Okay, I'm going for 5-1 uh, Forest, you Reds. Uh, I can summarise this game in a, in a single phrase. Uh, JJ Armstrong said, we'll take a four. 
before half time. And that's all you need to hear. I mean, <laughs> A, we sound smashed. Uh, I just want to encourage every listener to this podcast, please drink responsibly. Secondly, sitting there in the Legends Lounge with the audacity to chant for a fourth before half time, can you believe that? I'd like to add that uh, Leicester would have been happy with a fourth as well. Uh, what does that mean? I mean, they're happy that you got a full smash past them. That's how well we were playing. Right, right, got you. Get on board, um, Joshua. Come on. Sorry. I mean, I struggle. I struggle to put into words the how I felt at that time. Like it almost felt like life was a simulation. It was ridiculous how well we were playing at this point. Now, JJ, you'd been drinking a few more beers than me that day. Yeah, correct. Uh, do Do you remember what you what message you sent to the love of your life? <laughs> and do you remember the response <laughs> I, I don't know if I would like to divulge that information on uh, this, may not, this, may, this may not be verbatim but I'm it's fairly certain the edit, I can you sent that. her a message you, you sent your dearly beloved Tara a message before the before the half time whistle went saying something along the lines of this is the best day of my fucking life <laughs> and I'm fairly certain the response was Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It was true. Zero regrets. I can't, I can't even deny it. I think it was probably the best day of my life. Uh, Fuck off. We man. Well, actually, you know what? I can keep that in the edit because I was expecting you to say a lot worse there. I, my heart did start, start pumping, <laughs> thinking, what on earth could I have sent it oh, three? And memory is forgetful as his bladder. That's it. I, I've got a bad blood. I don't know if you've uh, been able to tell. <laughs> anyway, on to the next voice recording. Don't even know what this is, but here we go. JJ, we sit here. There's a fourth goal goes in. What would you love, JJ? What would you love? Another fifth. Another fifth. <laughs> He'd love a fifth. He'd love a fifth. Oh, Jesus. How many's left, JJ? There's only one more left. I think uh, at this time, the final whistle had gone. So I think this one speaks for itself. See if you can guess what it is. I'll, I'll let it play. I just can't get enough. Phenomenal. I just can't oh, get enough. What a guy. What a guy. Um, yeah, that, so that was our very drunken experience in Leicester, and I think, I think you can probably tell we had a bit of a good time. Bit of a good time. I guess yeah, we both yeah, right. off, the, off the back of technical marvels that we've just encountered. We had to record that and listen back at the same time. It's a bit crazy. The production value has gone up, but we're back. It truly is 2022. Yeah, so that was our drunken listen back. Mm-mm, was that the right word to say? Anyway, we listened back to our drunken selves um, at the last game and you can hear the exact moment that I caught COVID there, which is mental. Um Jacob, now that you're at least a little bit more sober, what are your thoughts on that game, as incredible as it was? Um, you know what? It, I, I thought it was very similar to the Derby at home game uh, recently, it, so much as though we were n- never in danger of losing. I thought we managed the game extremely well. Um I just, it was just an exemplary performance and I almost 
re- and this is going to sound like the doy, obviously, but like, I really hope this team gets the Premier League because I think we're getting bogged down in some in some Skybet Championship fucking bullshit. Um, and I think in the Premier League, where you know everything's not quite so nitty gritty, and you know where our kind of football it would be appreciated a bit more, and we can get away with a bit more almost. We're really going to do well, I think. Yeah, yeah. We got, <clears throat> before the game, we got drawn against Huddersfield. At the time, uh, when, the, when the draws happened, I thought, fucking hell, if we do we do Leicester over, you never know. Uh, is it time to dream about a bit of a Wembley visit for the FA Cup? That's, or? that's all I want. That's all I want. Um, along when, when they did that, Absolutely, in my opinion, disgusting decision to have the semi-finals at Wembley. I mocked it and have mocked it for a long time. It ruins a lot of what is good about the FA Cup, in my opinion. And part of that was teams going to random grounds for semi-finals and stuff like that. However, being one of probably like four or five teams in football league that hasn't been to Wembley, or the new Wembley anyway, because we went to the old one a lot, um, going to the new Wembley, um, I would just love a semi-final and yep. to know that we're two we're like you know theoretically 180 minutes away from that is uh, in fact I don't want to think about it if I'm being honest with you I don't want to think about it because the closest I've ever got to going to watch Forest at Wembley was three disastrous playoff right. attempts well I guess let's see what happens we've got Huddersfield in the next round um, I think there's a lot a lot of payback needed here after the fact probably one of the better times I've seen us play under Cooper such a great performance and we didn't score against them they won 1-0 in the league so um, very keen to see us play against them and hopefully get a bit of retribution from that but hey it's the magic of the cup so I guess we'll see what happens we will anyway since then uh, since that fantastic uh, Leicester performance we I had COVID I don't know if anyone knows that I should probably mention it at this point you, you had COVID it. have you? I did I should have said that I probably should get have said that I know mental where uh, did you get it? Leicester I, I think I think Leicester you I got think. it in Leicester? at the Leicester game I got it oh okay uh, if you listen back you can probably hear the exact moment oh, anyway <coughs> uh, to people that are still with us after that joke has got very old uh, I was isolated and we played uh, was it a Tuesday night at Ewood Park against Blackburn Rovers now Jacob I'd be keen to hear your thoughts what your thoughts were before that game because speaking for myself it was one of those again where I felt like I should be concerned that we're going to lose but again felt confident that we would which I guess is the Steve Cooper effect um, I think as I alluded to before when describing the um, the Leicester game I, I, this is the kind of game where I feared that we get bogged down in, in championship bollocks mm. and nitty gritty and I thought that there was the absolute potential for a draw to be the best result which I know I shouldn't I should really be surprised in my own opinion there really because of how much Steve Cooper talks about following good results or with good results and goes back to the old adage of what Boris Becker says, says about tennis and that it's only a break in serve if you hold the hold, hold your serve so you know following good results with good results is the best way to get into a good run of form and then to go up and things like that so speaking of championship bullshit 
What a, what on earth for Blackburn playing that? Trying to keep our fans as far away from uh, the pitch as possible. There's a whole stand there, which so, if you're not going to sell it, give us the tickets. Like there's a very there's there so are very many championship sti- games where there's literally been so many tin pot teams that don't fill a ground, and it's I'm so glad we support a team that has a fan base that gives a fuck. The 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 unfortunate thing with a lot of these Lancashire teams. Uh, like Blackburn, like Wigan, like Preston, like Burnley, is that they're very close to some very, very, very good football teams, and they and also Manchester have, United uh, and Manchester United, and um, I suppose that's a more of a Greater London issue, though. Um, uh, although, and you know, there's rugby league and things like that. Wigan, like you know, people love rugby league, don't they? not fucking football, um, things like that. So the, you know. Although it's not great to have a, a an empty stand on a Tuesday night, you can sort of understand it, can't you? Yeah, understand the empty stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, but yeah, I'm I'm very relieved that we support a, a team that has yeah, a passionate and, you know, fan base. The, you know, and and pretty soon we'll be a, a city with only one team in because uh, fingers crossed, County going down like a Russian submarine, aren't they? Absolutely, uh, County Absolutely. are definitely already down, but. Yeah, the uh, we'll Snenton United. Um, anyway, to bring it back on track to Blackburn, um, Keenan Davis with, I'm watching it back now. Uh, hopefully Jacob can also see this. Obviously you yeah. can't, but we're watching Keenan Davis uh, go past three people, three Blackburn players. Um, shit ass his way through the whole lot of them. Sprint down the, the pitch, foot one off, get back up, slot a lovely ball for James Garner. Who cuts back? See ya. Delicate finish. I mean, good God! Even shushes the crowd on his celebration. Yeah, what a finish! That's got to be one of the best. I don't know if I'm getting carried away here, but it's got to be one of the best assists I've seen. Uh, like what a determined. That's the type of player Forest have not had in a long yeah. time, and yeah, it's, and it's, it's worrying that he's incredible. not on a permanent. It is, but. I mean, let's just enjoy him. I think this is going to be another lone heartbreak that we seem to keep having. But yeah, I mean, what? It's what going to be a very interesting summer transfer window, isn't it? Following the yeah. end of the season. Yeah. Um, and I, then, I, I mean, I'd like to point out it's, it's shocking refereeing because it's either a foul by the Blackburn player, which it definitely, I mean, I say it, it, it either is, it definitely is a foul by the Blackburn player. Yeah. Or if it's not a foul by the Blackburn player, it's handball by King Davis. <laughs> it was, it was. I didn't so, really want to point that out. What it was, uh, definitely handball. He does, yeah. does hand it. I don't know if there's a rule about. I mean, if he gives, he doesn't necessarily mean to, but he definitely, definitely yeah. controls the ball. If that makes sense, stops it. If he, if he gives advantage and his arm touches it, is that advantage over? Like, yeah, yeah, really? it would definitely. It, it should definitely have been a free kick either way, in my yeah. opinion. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, well, after that, I think it was actually a very. It was a tense game. It was very enjoyable to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, at the same time, horrible. The the crowds were fuming, or lack thereof. I know we said there's no fans in our end, but um, they were absolutely fuming for the lot of it. They were chucking stuff on the pitch. You could tell they were getting on the referee's back and the referee's making some dodgy calls because of it. Um, but it did result in a red card for Blackburn. Double yellow for Lenahan. Um do you think it was a red card, Jacob? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. They're both definitely yellows. Uh, his first yellow in the first half was 
hundred percent. Just watching the, the the second yellow back. Um, it's just a yellow card nowadays. It's one of them ones that you know. And I I hate this whole fucking adage because football's definitely getting better. But you know, back in the day, that that would 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 have been a foul, but never a yellow card. But you know, you just can't, you just can't touch people anymore, yeah. can you? So. And I felt like they almost played better when they had ten men. Uh, it felt like there was a large period of the game where we were mm. under the cosh. But you brought Surridge on. Um, I thought, I'll be honest with you, maybe I was being a little bit harsh. Um, I thought Surridge was maybe a bit greedy at times, um, a bit frustrating. But his work for the penalty was fantastic. Um, he did look he did look very keen, which I think is always good for someone's mm. debut. Um particularly if we've got Davis whilst we've got grabbing out. I don't think particularly mind him. I guess he just looked like he lacked a bit of sharpness in terms of his finishing or decision-making. But I, I sort of like the look out of him. Um, one is a penalty, which sealed the game for us. So, I think signing him on a permanent indicates to me we're not going to get Davis. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, would, I really hope I'm wrong. I think him and those two together could be fantastic. Would probably have liked to. I mean, what a finish by Brennan! Well, lovely penalty that by Brennan Johnson. Yeah. Um, but I would probably have liked to have seen Sam Surridge take it. If I'm being honest, um, I always like the idea of the getting somebody off the mark, especially yeah. the strikers are typically only measured in goals, aren't they? So get him off the mark and get him running. Um, yeah. Well, having said that, it's just a consummate performance. Really, it's the kind of performance from a team chasing the playoffs, Josh. Yeah. And a mighty victory for the third kit once again, which I think mm. that, I mean, that kit was already beautifully horrible enough to go down in forest folklore. But I think with the performances and memorable moments that we've churned out in that kit, it's it's going to be a classic one. Um, and the, it's going uh, to be a promotion third kit, which is lovely. The 2022 Squashies kit, as we're forever referred to it as. Fruit salad. Um, so that was Blackburn. Unless you've got anything other, anything else? No, to say. nothing else to say about the uh, Blackburn Rovers game. So now we're moving into the Stoke City at home. Um, I mean, it's an interesting game, really, because Stoke, I think Stoke are an interesting team. Without their their manager, who I who personally for me is an ex- exceptional manager. Um. I just they're a bit of a nothing team, aren't they? Really, like yeah. even when they were in the Premier League, they were famous for throwing a ball rather than kicking it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, looking at this goal, you know, our opening goal, it's a nice outside of the foot pass from Sam Surridge out wide to uh, Max Lowe, and, and doing what every good fullback should do, gets a nice early crossing, and uh, Brennan Johnson just cementing his place as the uh, greatest Welsh talent since uh, Gareth Bale, isn't he? Really. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, fantastic goal. I think it's important to note um, at this point how awful the referee was in general. Um, at this, at the point where Brendan Johnson scored, I thought, thank God, we, we might get three points here despite the referee seemingly acting like he's never mm. refereed a football game in his life. Um, I, think, I think that's a really important point because there's there's... So so happen often to us is that we don't take control of our own destiny. So, you know, we've had terrible referees time and time again. I I think the standard referee in this country outside the Premier League is is actually pretty fucking atrocious. 
um, to say how much money gets spent on the, on the game in this country. But the amount of times we can say the referee costs us a game, whereas in actual fact, if you go and score a goal that that, that the uh, the bastard in black can't rule out, you take control of your own destiny, don't you? And this this really felt like that had happened in this game. Yeah. I mean, we've, Until, we've, we've all been there where we've watched Oliver Langford, Keith Stroud, you name it, just fuck us yep. over. And e- e- even years ago in the Derby game, it was Stuart Atwell who did it for us. Mm. You know, when he seen, we ruled out that goal for absolutely no reason. I don't know if anyone's listened to the Sport Chippers podcast with Lee Camp, but even, he, even Lee Camp said, I still to this day don't know why he ruled that out. So it'd be like that, don't it? Yeah. And, yeah. It do be like that. It um, do, and now we're looking at the yeah. Their goal was the Stoke goal. Their goal was sloppy. Um, it's the it's the typical thing, isn't it? It's the the second ball from a set piece is the the, the hardest to mark, isn't it? So as soon as that ball takes a flick off the Stoke player's head, yeah. And then after well, after that, two on up, Phil Jagielka with a very obvious attempt to wind up Samba by barging into him. Um, does does he? He does. Like he does. He he has every intention. It's not it's not big. You notice what he's doing. He's not running back to his line, he's running across the box to hit him. It's a very what? gentle nudge. Ah, just and, what is he doing? And then just just for the people listening, we're watching this back as we're talking. So we're watching Samba react to Jagielka's little tiny nudge. And it was just one of those where you I watched it and my face palm so hard. It was just sheer stupidity. Um, yeah, it wasn't the hardest of hits to Jagielka. I think Jagielka knew what he's doing, but you can't do that in a football game and expect to get away with it, especially when a ref is as thick as this. I think the ref got the decision right. I think it was a penalty on red card myself, but... The, f- the frustrating thing for me about that is that they're never given us red cards, are they? You see it time and time again. Players come in, come herring in. You know, you see Arturo Vidal do it forever the fuck he's playing for at the time. He does it every single game. He'll come flying in, he'll shove someone, and theoretically, to the, to the letter of the law, that is a red card. But they never do it. And we're, I think we're just unlucky that we've had a bad referee and we haven't got away with it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, although that does that sounds like an oxymoron we're just I think we're just unlucky you can't, I don't, I don't you think can't give him referee that, I don't think yeah. you can't give him that decision to I make. don't think yeah no exactly exactly but I, I don't think that every single referee gives that as a red card so <clears throat> I think before we carry on with what happened in the rest of the game um, earlier in the season I think we were I think probably Hewton error we were sick of Samba's bullshit I think he was making a few mistakes and we, at one point, we were at the point where we, on the podcast, said, hove off in, Samba out. Ooh, ooh. So ooh, now ooh, a lot has happened since then. Do Now that we've got hove off in uh, for the next few games, seeing as Samba suspended, do you still feel the same way? Samba, Samba's my number one. Uh, this doesn't change anything. The saves he's made recently, particularly in the Steve Cooper, have been nothing short of exceptional. Uh, this was just a, a lapse in... Lapse in concentration rather than a lapse in judgment. Um, but that's what I love about him. Um, with with goalkeepers, you, you either need them to be reliable or you need them to be eccentric in a possible in a positive way. And yeah. that to me is what Bruce Amber is. He's eccentric in a positive way. I love the fact he's a shit house. I love the fact that he loves he's a shit house. Yeah. 
Uh, but he's still my number one. And uh, I mean, if even Horfarth goes out and saves five penalties in each of the three games that Samba's definitely going to be banned for, then you know, fair cop. He's got a starting goal, hasn't he? But I don't. I don't. Aside from that, I don't. But aside from saving fifteen penalties, I don't know what he can yeah. do. Stay I think there. at the time earlier in the season when we criticised Samba and said I think it's time for Horvath I think at the time that felt warranted but since then I, it certainly doesn't um, he's the amount of points that he's gained us rather than lost us with I mean he potentially lost us two points at the end of the game against Stoke we will never know um, we, you know we'll never know it, it could have always ended 1-1 you never know but the amount of points that he saved us earlier in the season has been incredible. So uh, if you asked me, as he got the red card um, against Stoke, I'd have said, I never want to see that guy put on a fire shirt again because tension's running high. You're a bit pissed off. Um, I was fuming, really. I think it's so stupid. And I still think it's stupid. But he's still number one to me. And I think that type of character, I think he'll learn from it. I think he'll carry on being a shithouse, but he'll make he won't make that stupid mistake again, which I think we can only benefit uh, from. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people understand how bad the current state of goalkeeping is. We have a very, very, very good goalkeeper in Bruce Samba. You look at the Premier League, you know, you've got Edison and Allison who are very good goalkeepers. De Gea is, you know, De Gea was phenomenal, but he's, he's a bit 50-50 now. Outside of them two, who's a world class goalkeeper in the Premier League? I think there's, I think there's a bit of a dearth of, of, of good goalkeepers at the moment, and I think we're very fortunate to have Bruce Samba. And a moment of madness like that doesn't change that for me. Yeah. And up steps Joe Worrell um, mm. for a captain's performance in there. I mean, fair play to the guy. He was never going to save a penalty, really, but. He a few weeks ago he broke his ribs and here he is putting on the goalkeeper's shirt to go in net for Forest. Didn't seem to question it. I, accepted it straight yeah, away. Fair play to the guy. I think this kind of this kind of thing, if it happened more often, they'd change the law, I think. Because although we've used all three substitutes, a goalkeeper should be a goalkeeper, if that makes sense. You should have it. Well, I mean, it should be dedicated, you know what I mean? Like it's uh I don't know. I just feel like us making a change to bring take an outfield player off for a goalkeeper doesn't isn't to de- to the detriment of the game if you know what I mean. Yeah, but hey, oh. it happened. Um, obviously, didn't save the penalty, but did keep it clean sheet after that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's only a few minutes left. He did keep a clean sheet what, after that. What kind of a fucking stat is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a padded Apart stat. from the first minute, the last the last seventeen, he was phenomenal. <laughs> it's padded. It's padded. He he made so he he caught the ball a few times. It was it was all right. I just want to say, well done, Joe. You're my number one. Um. Anyway, <laughs> cue absolute bedlam and absolute scenes where we we don't give up. We continue fighting, uh, as a different team down the A52 would say. We fight until the end. Um, oh, God. So, James Garner. I, when James Garner placed that ball down for that free kick just outside the area, I thought, he's scoring this. And then there's something about Beckham me. Chills. He's Beckham doing chills, it. right? He's absolutely doing it. Beckham he's scoring chills. this. And for a brief second, I, I thought he did. Um, it was absolutely serious. What a strike. Great save. Tip it onto the crossbar. 
Scott McKenna and Headers were such a good combination and uh, Scott McKenna's head back into the area. Scott, Scott McKenna and anything is such a good combination. Eh? Yeah, and believe it or not, it falls down to Ryan Yates who heads it home for 2 Our favourite player. He is. He's fantastic. Got nothing bad to say about the lad anymore. Uh, regret a few things I might have said about him in the past, but we move. Um, <laughs> a, a person that we famously ridiculed for his lack of head and ability, but here he is rescuing us at the death to claw his a point back. And I think come the end of the season, that could be a very important point that we that we fought for there. Uh, and also great to see Alex Martin back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, I guess we've waffled quite a lot. So that Stoke this point... This is going to be long, isn't it? That, that, that Stoke <laughs> point, uh, it did unfortunately bring us out of the playoffs, but the Blackburn game um, brought us into it. So we're, we're around it. I think the games in hand are starting to even out now. And as it stands, hmm. this is just to let the listener know that this is being recorded before the Preston game and it won't be out until after the Preston game. So as it stands at the time of recording, the it's evened out a bit, so it looks quite healthy for us. Do you think we can dare to dream after being, after seven games, one point at the foot of the table, can we dare to dream about playoff hopes? Absolutely. I think we're going to go up to deep down and we're going to drop two bills on them. Come back with a 2 0 win. That's my prediction. Going straight out the bat. Right. I, I mean, I'm hoping you're listening to this now off the back of a heroic I'm, I'm going, you know Preston. what, Jacob? You're, you fucking Mystic Meg. What's yeah. going on? That was three points. You were right. Um, oh, cash back. Yeah. Uh, I think the Preston game, you would have already watched it by this point. It would have already happened. But I think it's important that we carry on our full momentum. And we've got Bristol after this. Um, these are the games that we just have to win. Go on, JJ. JJ, I've stuck my neck out for Preston and said 2 0 Forest. What are you saying for uh, Bristol? For Bristol, is that, is that that's at home, isn't it? Yes. Um, you didn't sound too confident with that. <laughs> that was a guess, wasn't it, Jacob? <laughs> it was, yes. It was, yes. Uh, it is at home. Uh, so, at home. Um, yeah, I think... Lovely. I mean, this could all be bullshit because the game's already happened, but I think Preston and Bristol are uh, a big six points coming our way. And I think by the end of the Bristol game, we are back in the playoffs and looking ahead to a massive, massive game against Sheffield United. So... We'll do a podcast before then, but I think a tasty 3-0 against Bristol, I think. Obviously, we haven't really covered the Bournemouth fiasco. Uh, well, I mean, I don't want to dwell on this too much because it's one of them things that I think we as a club, we as fans could get really caught up in and say, and quite rightly so, this is absolute bullshit and it's another team for us to hate and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, the FA... And the EFL, whoever whoever's running this show, whoever makes these decisions, will never, ever, ever come out and say that this club fucked up. And nothing's going to happen to them. We're not going to get three points. So I urge everybody to just, in the in the words of Arla and Elsa, let the fucker go. For the, for the sake of your souls, let the fucker go. Yeah. So. 
Um, I do think... However, fuck Bournemouth. Yeah, the running's scared of this. To Leicester. They've only cancelled because they've got injuries. Fuck the lot of them. <clears throat> yeah. Um, your black and red shirts are shit. You think you're AC Milan, but you're actually fucking not. You're just a shit Darth Maul, um, aren't you? A shit Darth Maul. Your stadium's too big for you and it's only 12,000. Um, your seaside's shit. You wish you were skeggy. And um, Scott Parker is like a shit James Bond. So there you go. <laughs> And there you go. And then I think I think that's the perfect that's the perfect note to end it on because I don't really know what that means. Uh, yeah. Anyway, he's gorgeous, isn't he? So he's uh, sorry, he looks good in the suit. Leave me alone. Don't we all. Um, so like a young Bert Reynolds. You'll hopefully be listening to this off the back of a mighty win against Preston. If not, mm. what an embarrassing performance that was. Let us know on Twitter. Oh, bloody hell! That was either great or rubbish. <laughs> Let us know on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we're at Miss Rolling Pod. Uh, see, see let us know on Twitter. We um, let us know on Twitter. Seventy thirty Raymond. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll we'll love you and leave you there. We'll pick this up after six points against Preston and Bristol. And until next time, do it, do it. Do it.